0: From relationships to career, business ownership, and health, you are the source of your own success. We're just here to help you tap into your true potential and create a brighter future. So join us on the journey of personal growth and empowerment, and let's rethink what's possible for our lives. This week on Things You Should Know, we're talking about voodoo. Stick around. Things You Should Know Podcast. Our focus varies from commonly asked questions like, what are the top email apps for iPhone users or how much does it cost to go to Disney World anyway? To the trending topics of the day such as, are taxes going up or down? And who's Elon Musk? We shed light on things you probably have always wondered about, but you never got around to investigating them yourself. This podcast brings you the answers to your most commonly asked questions and makes you smarter just by listening information empowers and the more information you have the better decision you can make and ultimately your quality of life is based on the decisions you make so thanks for joining the discussion and make sure that you subscribe today and not miss out on any future episodes of things you should know Welcome to the show. You have reached Things You Should Know podcast. And I'm your host, Kelly. And it's my pleasure, as I do each week well, really every other day because we upload every other day it's my pleasure to welcome you into the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about voodoo, the origins of voodoo, what it is, what it is not, and how it became uh one of these uh cult or uh, folklore type of religions. Which is very interesting. Very, very interesting. And as I do each and every uh day, uh read something about a particular thing that I may or may not know about, it, it begins to expose itself uh even deeper. And one of the things that I uh have figured out uh you know a little while ago is that uh, we're, we're programmed to believe certain things for certain reasons, their agendas, and it's up to us to uncover the truth, uh, what uh, we would consider to be more uh, factual basis for why we do what we do. Truth is uh, subjective. and uh, We'll create another podcast and go into that piece, but truth is subjective only because the observer Uh, Himself or herself is affecting the outcome of what is uh, being observed Uh, If you don't understand that Then hang around for that podcast (laughs) We'll go into it a little deeper Before we get going with today's podcast uh, Let me ask you uh, to please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast If you've not done so already And if you have done so Please uh, share our content with your friends, family and associates Please share and the last thing I'll ask you to do is to please provide us a review that certainly helps us uh, on a podcast and platform to be found by many more uh, listeners. And for that, we are appreciative. So all that's out of the way. Let's get into it. What is voodoo? So I'm sure many of you have heard of voodoo, uh, particularly if you are uh, in my age range, if you were a child in the 70s. In the 80s, uh, many of uh, film has been made and the depictions of voodoo has been always normally not good. Uh, It's been satanistic, evil, uh, you know, personal possession, uh, some sort of demonic type of activity. Uh, Not long ago, uh, I began a... Study uh, to better understand uh, religions and different traits that were robbed from uh, enslaved people. And in that study, I began to know, well, really to confirm what I always expected uh, was that much of what uh, Africans who were enslaved believed has been bastardized and therefore um, uh, had been bastardized and and taken away uh, for a number of reasons. Number one, uh, the uh, slave masters did not want uh, to allow the slaves to continue any sort of normalcy in terms of what their lives was. Uh, it was a complete breakage of the soul of the spirit and of the person in order to embondage them and in addition to that, I believe that much of what Africans knew was greatly empowering, and you are not going to keep folks in bondage uh if they are empowered, so the burning of Libraries and books and things like that by these enslavers were was uh, a tactic used to completely destroy uh, that knowledge so that this group of people would not have access to know who they are and not knowing who you are. As a people, uh, you can be easily enslaved and convinced to do things uh, that normally you probably would not do. And also convinced that your way uh, is not the right way. So having said all that, let's jump into uh, some origins of of voodoo. So in 64 AD, there was a great fire. It broke out in Rome for about six days and it devastated the entire city. This is according to the writer uh, Tacitus, T-A-C-I-T-U-S. He was a Roman orator to was a Roman orator and a public official. He's widely regarded to have been among the most important Roman historians. He wrote Nero quote, Fastened the guilt and inflicted the most exquisite tortures on a class hated for their abominations. They were called Christians by the populace in quote. The abominations you ask that they committed. This was the early Christians they said to have been uh, cannibalists and committed incest. This was all based on rumors that were circulating in Rome at the time, which stemmed from a misunderstanding of the Eucharist. So if you're a Christian or a Catholic or somewhere close to Judeo um, Christianity, then, you know, the Eucharist is also called the Holy Communion or uh, like we called it when I was coming up in Southern Baptist Christianity, the Lord's Supper. And this has to do with uh, the commemoration of Jesus's last supper with his disciples. And it's also uh, called the breaking of bread. Or I'm sorry, this is when Jesus broke bread with his disciple and he said things like this. This is my body and uh, wine. This is my blood. And so there was a misunderstanding of the use of the Eucharist. So the episode in history that we're talking about here in the early church shows how a uh, religion can easily be depicted, especially a secretive one. And it can be misunderstood and misrepresented. A Similar case perhaps can be seen in a religion known as voodoo. Also called voodoo, V-O-D-O-U or voodon, V-O-U-D-O-N. For many, the word voodoo conjures up images of magical dolls and pins stuck in them to inflict uh, pain on one's enemies. And also the resurrection of dead people or zombies. These images are the result of the misrepresentation, misrepresentation of voodoo by popular culture and they do not accurately represent voodoo as understood by its practitioners so uh over time if you study religion and really if you just study people you see this cycle or you see this trend that uh much of what you do believe, I don't care if it's what you eat, uh what your politics are, and particularly what your religion is, at some point in time, there was another group who didn't find that popular, who didn't find that the correct way of you know correct behavior so uh like for example, today, where uh, Democrats are seen as a party of the people and uh diversity and inclusion, well. 1800s and around Lincoln time, Lincoln was Republican and many uh, black people in the early 1900s were also Republicans because that group uh, identified with uh, what the Democrats identify with today. So I said that to say this, many things change over time and it's up to us to make sure that we are continuing our educational process and continuing to learn about these things so that we're not food and we understand what facts are. Why? Because facts are important. Facts are important. This is a way to misrepresent history by uh, providing the wrong information. Facts are important. They're very important. So the history of Voodoo. It originated with slaves who combined elements of their West African traditions and beliefs with the Roman Catholicism that was imposed upon them by their masters in a process called syncretism. Syncretism. Now, I want you to listen to this next part, and I want you to really take because even on paper, it is uh, disturbing. So, in 1685, a law forbade the practice of African religions and required all masters to Christianize their slaves within eight days of their arrival. Okay. Slavery was condoned by the Catholic church. Why? Because they saw it as a tool for converting Africans to morally upright Christians. Huh? So when you think about something that was practiced and done for hundreds of years, three, four hundred years to a particular people uh, with the condoning of one of the largest religions in the world, the uh, Catholic Church. For what purpose? Well, you got to make them upright, standing Christians. So the irony If not obvious, is that the upright would enslave in the name of their God, uh, people who were created in the image of God. Let's take a quick break. Hey, I'm going to get you back to that episode really quick. I know you're enjoying the podcast. I wanted to say thank you, break in really quick to say thank you so much for supporting the podcast podcast. Three things really quickly. Number one, thank you for listening. Number two, please go down in the show notes. We have a new um way to communicate. And it is through text. So we'd love to hear from you guys. So please send us a text message. When you're done listening to this episode, we'd love to know what your thoughts are. And then lastly, please go into our digital store. We've got a lot of digital products there that can help you be supported throughout these content deliveries throughout the podcast. There are ways for you to download these worksheets and eBooks and different things that can help really solidify some of the content that we talk about here on Rethink Podcast. Thank you guys so much, and I'll get you back to your episode. So anyway, slaves forced uh, to adopt uh, Catholic rituals thus gave uh, them double meaning. So in other words, uh, while they were being forced to, or seemingly forced uh, to be Christianized, uh, they inherently kept their traditions, they simply use a system of transference. In other words, a psychological term meaning uh, moving an idea from a space to another space. The slaves uh, basically gave the Catholic uh, teaching double meanings. And in the process of many of their spirits, uh, they became associated with Christian saints. So uh, they combined Voodoo is a combination of the West African traditions and the Roman Catholic tradition. So voodoo is a Creolized religion forged by the descendants of tribes in the Congo, uh, Yoruba, uh, Dahaman, and other African ethnic groups who had been enslaved and brought to the colonial St. Dominique, St. Dominique, uh, is what Haiti was called uh, in those days. Today, of course, we call it Haiti. And they were Christianized by the Roman Catholic ministries in the 16th and 17th century. And the word voodoo means spirit or deity. It means spirit or deity. Uh, though Haitian uh, slavery ended in the early 1800s, followers of Voudan were often persecuted by authorities who demonized their religion? 1889, there was a book written entitled "Haiti or the Black Republic." It falsely attributed human sacrifices, cannibalism, and other atrocities to Vodun or Voodoo, further spreading the fear of the religion. Many fundamentalist Christians still regard voodoo or Voodoo with suspicion, and they associate it with occult. Activity, black magic, and Satanism. Even today, voodoo is often used as an adjective to describe something that is unknowable, mysterious, or simply unworkable. You may remember in the 1980s, uh, then uh, George H.W. Bush, who was the vice president of Ronald Reagan, uh, he disparaged Ronald Reagan's monetary policies as voodoo economics. Voodoo economics. So let's dig a little deeper. We understand the origins and, and, and uh, how this, uh, where it came from, but let's dig a little deeper into what it is and how it's practiced. So what actually is voodoo? Voodoo refers to a whole assortment of cultural elements. Firstly, personal creeds and practices, including an elaborate system of folk medical practices. A system of ethics transmitted across generations, including proverbs, stories, songs, and yes, folklore. voodoo is more than just a belief. It is a way of life. This is according to Leslie Desmangles. She is a Haitian professor at Hartford's Trinity College. She wrote the book, The Encyclopedia of the Paranormal. This is in 1996. Vudan teaches belief in a supreme being called Bodhi, B-O-N-D-Y-E, an unknowable and an uninvolved creator God. Vudan believes and their believers worship many spirits called Loa, L-O-A. Each one of whom is responsible for specific dominions and parts of life. Now, as you see, you know, the Roman uh, Catholic Church also has saints that are also responsible for different parts of life in terms of coverage, you know, marriage, agriculture, um, uh, disease, you know, these sorts of things. They, They have a saint for everything. So, for example, if you were former, you might uh, praise and uh, give offerings to the spirit of agriculture. If you are suffering from an unrequited love, you would praise or leave offerings for Ezra Lee Frida, who's known as the spirit of love, and so forth and so on. In addition to helping or impeding human affairs, Loa can also manifest themselves by possessing bodies of their Worshippers, and many times when you are seeing someone uh, in a in a film, a movie depict uh, a, a scene or something describing voodoo, it usually has to do with possession. Although this is one of the main characteristics, and not necessarily uh, depicted the way it is in movies, it is a completely different origin. So, followers of Wudan also believe in a universal energy and a soul that can leave the body during dreams and spirit possessions. In Christian theology, spiritual possession is usually considered to be an act of evil, either Satan or some demonic entity as trying to enter an unwilling human vessel. In Wudan, however, possession by Loa is desired. In a ceremony guided by a priest or priestesses, this possession is considered valuable firsthand spiritual experience and a connection with the spiritual world. So obviously here, if it conflicts with the majority, which is the Christian belief, then uh, the the uh, was uh, seen as wrong. Because, of course, one of the issues with uh, religion or from my perspective is once you choose a party, you're basically telling the other parties uh, that this is the right way. This is in many religions the only way. And if you're not doing it this way, then you're doing it wrong. And I certainly, having come up in Christianity, know that to be true. Uh, It is preached from the pulpit almost every Sunday in every Baptist or Christian type of church uh, that um, it is uh, um, a uh, almost a sole handle on the truth uh, because of this personal relationship. Uh, with jesus christ now we can go into a little bit more detail in a different podcast i don't want to get too far off in the weeds but i do think it's important uh, that we bring that to light and whether you believe that or not uh, whether you think it's right or wrong we're not uh, here to discuss that beyond right and wrong uh, but the truth of the matter is as groups of people over time the majority tends to force their ideology their methodology their beliefs, customs, and traditions on to the minority. This has been the way of the world. Voodoo is an oral tradition. It's practiced by extended families that inherited uh, family spirits, along with the necessary devotional practices from their elders. We talked about this earlier, how they're passed down through songs and stories and folklore. Now, in the cities, local hierarchies of priestesses or priests called Mambo or Aungan, O-U-N-G-A-N, uh, children of the spirits and ritual drummers comprise more formal societies or congregations called Societe, S-O-S-Y-E-T-E. In these congregations, knowledge is passed on through a ritual of initiation, also called Kanzo, K-A-N-Z-O, in which the body becomes the site of spiritual transformation. Now, here's what's interesting. I'm just going to give you my two cents here as it relates to Christianity. There is probably no other verse. Well, maybe a few of the verses that are recited more than, the you know, uh, within the Bible, that your body is uh, the temple of, of God. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And uh, yet uh, to think that uh, a spirit could inhabit your body seemed to be somewhat demonic to the Christians yet it is practiced uh, as part of the central uh, and main connection to the spiritual world by uh, the folks of Haiti who practice voodoo, it just seems very ironic, contradicting even. So there is some regional difference in ritual practice across Haiti regarding voodoo, and the branches of the religion include Rada, R-A-D-A, Daome, D-A-O-M-E, Elbow, I-L, I'm sorry, L-B-O, uh, Nago, Dereal, D-E-R-E-A-L, and Congo. Uh, there's no centralized hierarchy, no single leader or no official spokesperson like there would be in a Roman Catholic church. But there are various groups sometimes attempt to create such hierarchies. They do have a calendar ritual feast. This is synchronized, as you would guess. With the Roman Catholic calendar, which they were forced to learn, it provides the yearly rhythm of religious practices. For example, um, important Iowa, IWA, are celebrated on Saints Day. Uh, Oga, O-G-O-U, on St. James Day, July 25th. A practice called Dambala, D-A-N-B-A-L-A, is practiced on St. Patrick's Day. And the spirits of the ancestors on All Saints Day and All Souls Day, November 1 and November 2. So there are many other festivities as well uh, that include the children and and the adults the rituals. Let's talk about uh, voodoo as relates to how it got connected with uh, uh, evil and zombies in particular. Uh, The more sensational aspects of voodoo, such as the belief in zombies and animal sacrifice, have provided fodder for countless television shows and movies, as we talked about uh, before, in the form of voodoo. So zombies are especially good example of how a religious element can be taken out of context and then become global phenomena. According to the Oxford English Dictionary, the word zombie first appeared in English around 1810, when historian Robert Southey mentioned it in his book, History of Brazil. But this zombie was not the familiar brain-eating man-like monster, but instead, like many Vudan Loa, a West African deity. So the first time This word was used by Robert Southey in English. It was really referring to a West African deity. The word later came to suggest the vital human force leaving the body, uh, the shell of a body and ultimately a creature in form, but lacking self-awareness, intelligence and a soul, which is what we kind of know of it now. A zombie, someone just completely empty of self-awareness. The original Haitian zombies were not villains, but victims. Haitian zombies were said to be people brought back from the dead, sometimes controlled, through magical means of priests called bokors, B-O-K-O-R-S, bokors. Sometimes the zombification was done as punishment. This would strike fear, of course, in those who believed that they could be abused even after death. But often the zombies were said to have been used as slave labor on the island's farms and sugarcane plantations, although no evidence of the zombie-filled farms were ever found. So in summary, the voodoo uh, popular uh, that we find popular in uh, movies and uh, books and fiction uh, bears little resemblance to the real Voodan beliefs and their practices. Voodoo has become a prominent feature in cities like New Orleans, Large part of their tourists and tourism industry, with countless shops and tours and exhibits and museums capitalizing on the city's historic connection to Vudan. Of course, stripping sacred objects and rituals out of the original context for commercial exploitation is nothing new. Witness the Chinese made Native American dream catchers for sale at any dollar store. So, guys, this has been uh, sort of a dive into voodoo. I hope you've learned something today. I I knew uh, some of this, but not as much as when I really got into it. It's very interesting. It's very uh, interesting. And I hope this uh, prods your uh, imagination and interest to want to learn more. So some of the resources that we use to compile the information, uh, the Britannica, Britannica.com, LiveScience.com, AncientOrigins.net. Um, yeah. So we we were able to pull this together using those resources and uh, hope you've enjoyed this uh, look at what is voodoo. And I hope this uh, challenges what you currently think, not only about voodoo, but this systematic way. Uh, that our society uh, can either condone or criticize a particular thing. And if the majority says it's so, over time, people tend to go with the majority. Uh, The group that listens to a podcast like Things You Should Know, uh, I see as deeper thinkers, deeper thinkers, knowing that uh, there must be something else to it. And let me do some investigating on my own. Uh, Guys, if you're not done so already, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you in two days. Thanks. That's all for today's episode of Rethink. We hope that you've enjoyed this exploration of new ideas and perspectives and found valuable insights and strategies that you can apply to your life. Remember, you are the source of your own success and fulfillment. And by embracing new ways of thinking, you can unlock your true potential and yes, create the life that you truly desire. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, we encourage you to support the podcast by sharing it with your friends, your family members, your loved ones and associates, and even your followers on social media. Also, leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Lastly, don't forget to check out our show notes for free downloads and empowering ebooks that can help you on your journey of personal growth and empowerment. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. We look forward to explore more ideas and insights with you in the next episode of Rethink.